0: Welcome to the Gone Grow Show with Bree and C, a podcast created to help you unplug from pop culture and into Christ. Welcome to the Gone Grow Show with Bree and C. We hope you're having a great 2017 so far. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode.
1: Yes, thank you so much for tuning into the episode and we hope that, like Bree said, you're having a wonderful 2017. A lot of changes coming up or have taken place already especially for us here in the united states in the u.s we're now under a new administration and we wish them well and we pray for their success of our new leaders in office may they be able to hear the voice of god in their decision making and we are very prayerful that god's wisdom will take precedence over the new administration's lives so let's just keep the u.s in prayer and that the new administration administration will be able to hear the voice of God in their decision-making. What's going on with you, Bree?
0: Well, I'm excited because in February, there's a lot of events coming up to check out. There's Mm -hmm. the Poets in Autumn Tour, which is coming back to Florida. It's coming to Orlando February 10th. Awesome. Well, my friends and I, we went to the one in Tampa last year. To me, they're just Some of the best spoken word artists out there um, from Passion for Christ Ministries, including Genetics, um, Jackie Hill Perry, Ezekiel, and they're just really, really great uh, poets. And it's, like I said, it's coming to Orlando in February, and we have more details on our website. Um, Even if you're listening to this after February, you can always find the latest Christian events coming up in Central Florida. At www.goinggrowshow.com/events, and not only do we have events in Central Florida, but we also feature national um, events going on, such as conferences and even some online events that you can check out any- from anywhere, because you know the internet's everywhere. So uh, some people realize that people n- might not be able to travel, so they'll put on um, online events, which are just really convenient for people to check out as well
1: sounds good sounds like some very fun events coming up
0: and didn't we get
1: a shout out the go and grow show from uh someone another podcast
0: yes we got a shout out from mr robert gelinas the host of the um, sankofa experience also known as remembering tomorrow podcast his podcast is about being a place where black minds can survey the needs of our people through a Christian lens to see the new ground to which God is calling us. So I would definitely recommend checking out his podcast. He calls himself a jazz theologian and hopefully one day we can have him on the show and he can talk more about that. But to learn more about like what he means by that, um, you can check out his site at www.thesankofa.com experience.com and sankofa is spelled s-a-n-k-o-f-a if you're interested he gave us a shout out on his show how to start a podcast there's a hashtag black christian podcast that he started and on his show notes for this episode, How to Start Your Own Podcast, he mentions his favorite black Christian podcast, which does include our show, The Go and Grow Show. So we're thankful that he gave us a, a shout out.
1: Yes, thank you so much for that. Greatly appreciated.
0: So, yeah, definitely check out that list. And I, I do think it's important for us to listen to um, edifying materials throughout the week and not just on Sundays. Um, C and I were just talking about this earlier. You know, we go to church on Sunday, we hear a sermon, but throughout the week, we can listen to these podcasts and learn how we can apply biblical concepts to our everyday life, including um, Robert's show, The Sankofa Experience, listening to our show. And even as you'll hear, like our guest that we have on this episode, he has a podcast as well. Um, His name is Jay Mayo. He is the host of the Right to Real Love podcast. It's an awesome uh, podcast for Christians that will help you grow in your relationship in Christ and your personal relationships as well.
1: Absolutely. So
0: you guys are in for a treat.
1: Enjoy this interview with Jay Mayo um, and be blessed.
0: Yes, enjoy.
1: Jay Mayo is the host of Right to Real Love Radio, the number one relationship podcast for Christians that will make you happier and smarter. Whether you're just starting your Christian walk or have been at it for years, you'll receive the tools, insights, and guidance that will inspire and motivate you to stay the course six days a week jay mayo explores relationship questions topics and issues that christians face struggle with and are afraid to talk about welcome to the go and grow show jay
2: yo 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 what's going on ladies it is a pleasure to be here man thank you so much for the invite.
1: Thank, thank
0: you. you for coming on. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, Jay. Your podcast is definitely one of my favorites, my go-to for relationship topics and even other other aspects of Christian life. So it's just great. We're so so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: The honor is mine, and my cheeks will let you know that because they're burning <laughs> from the big Kool-Aid smile. So I'm. It's a joy to be here, and I'm I'm looking forward to the topic that we're going to get into. So. Let's do it, ladies. Let's
0: do it. Great. Um, How are you doing today?
2: Oh, man, I'm doing phenomenal, man. Pumped up. Really excited about our discussion today. I think it's going to be something that a lot of people need to hear, and we're going to be diving into some topics that... I know a lot of people question, like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Is that okay? Especially since I call myself a Christian. So we're going <laughs> to give them some answers today. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. Dating is always a fun topic. And I know your personality is just going to um, make it even more and more fun because you're so energetic. And I know people are going to be uh, excited to hear what you have to say.
2: I'm looking forward to it, ladies.
0: So tell us a little bit more about you and your podcast.
2: Oh, man, no problem. So I would say I'm just a guy who has a passion for my relationship with Jesus Christ. I got a passion for relationships and most importantly, helping people to learn the true definition of what it means to be single so that they can embrace their singleness. I feel like a lot of people don't know what single is. They think it's just a relationship status. But honestly, it's a lot more than that. With regards to the podcast, Right to Real Love Radio was launched back in May of 2014, and it was in response to me just following God's will after I was seeking Him, trying to figure out, yo, what is my purpose in life? He started to reveal some things to me as I surrendered and submitted myself, and what came out of that was what is now Right to Real Love.
0: As a guy, I know most podcasts or any other types of media that talk about relationships, usually that that area is kind of dominated by women, so as a guy— what do you think that allows you to add more value or because sometimes men have the mentality of I got this or I don't need help. <laughs> so as as a guy, like how do you ever feel that way? And has the podcast like helped you overcome that?
2: Oh, man, I definitely used to be somebody that thought I had it figured out when it came to relationships. I honestly believe whether it's man or woman, I think a lot of people think they automatically know how to operate in relationships. But we really don't. Many people have to come to the realization that all we know about relationships is what other people have told us. And what I had to figure out is I looked at my life, what I wanted, and it wasn't matching up with what I was getting. I'm like, yo, the results are not matching what I want in life. And it really took me coming to a point where I was like, I don't want this. I want something different. Why am I not getting the results that I wanted? So I started to examine The information, primarily the sources that that information that I was applying in my life when it came to relationships was coming from. And I realized that all these people doing are experimenting like this stuff ain't real. They just trying stuff. And then I'm just duplicating the experiments, trying to see if I can produce the same results. And that's not the way that God intended And it was through my journey of getting to know God, starting to read his word that I realized, like, hold up. There was an original design for how relationships were meant to operate and how they were meant to function. And for me, that really started the journey of not just relying on what people told me about relationships, but trying to figure out what was God's original plan and design for relationships. So for me, when I launched this podcast, The first thing that I made up in my mind is I don't want to be like every other person that talks about relationships in the sense that many people only share with you their opinion and people's opinion is what led me astray. So I said when I get on the podcast and I talk about relationships, I'm going to share with people God's principles in his word, what it says about relationships, not my opinion. So for me, I try my darndest to never share my opinions when it comes to relationships unless somebody outrightly asks me for my opinion. The majority of the time, I like to share with them principles that I've learned from God's word that are in alignment with the original design for how relationships are meant to function.
0: Yes, I think that's. Great. That
1: is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm being blown away listening to this. I'm like, I need to take notes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, hey, it's phenomenal. Seriously.
1: I mean, many singles need this word and they need to hear this. This is awesome. Praise God. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think the starting point is acknowledging that we don't know what we think we know. <laughs> that's yeah. what I had to do. <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
0: Yes, I think that's great because it speaks to you know, God's standards don't change. And society, we we change so much every, even even now, like every year, every couple of months, like things are always changing about what we should do, what we shouldn't do, how we should date, how we shouldn't date. So that's great um, that you reflect, you know, God's principles and those standards. Because some people think, you know, especially with dating, like it's one of those gray areas, like we don't have scripture that says, you know, thou shalt not text him first. Like it's, it's just, <laughs>
2: that's just, that's
0: hilarious. We, it's, it's up to us to kind of make those decisions. And when you, when you have those gray areas, it's kind of, we, like you said, we have our own t- interpretations of what we should and what we shouldn't do. And there's so many different opinions out there and it, there's, as, as a people we're just, it's very different. Like every situation is different, but every situation can, I think can be rooted back to there's, there's scripture that can help you make those decisions, so I think that's that's really awesome.
2: So, yeah, and you said it. <laughs> it's the it's the basis of the foundation that these things that are being shared with us are built upon. God's foundation is eternal. His principles, like you stated, they don't change. But the opinions and the advice that people give. It's constantly changing. You could go ask somebody for some advice this week, and then next week, based on their experiences and things that they've been experimenting in their lives, they'll tell you something completely different with the same scenario a week later. Sometimes sure. it don't even take a week. You can go the next day. You can be like, hey, you know, I did that thing that you told me to do, and you talking to them 24 hours later, and they're like, oh, you really did that? I, I, didn't, I didn't really mean for you to do that. Uh, I found <laughs> out that doesn't work like 10 minutes ago. And it's like, what? So it's constantly changing versus when we do things according to God's principles, they never change. They're eternal.
1: Right. Jay, I just thought of something as you were talking. Let's just say we have a listener who's a new Christian that, you know, just accepted Christ. They're in a relationship, dating, courtship, and they hear you saying God's principles. Where would you recommend, where would they start off? They may be hearing this. They're like, I don't know where to begin. Like you said, I just go by the advice of friends, family, parents, where do I jump into this to get advice or godly principles? What would you recommend or say to them?
2: Oh, man, that's, that's a perfect question. I say if you want to immediately examine, or let me put it like this, if you want to immediately identify principles in God's words, one of the First, places you can go is Proverbs. It's filled with principles. Like, literally, all of the Proverbs are giving us biblical principles. They all may not have to do with relationships, but they all apply. And there are some that do apply directly to relationships that we can start to put into action in our lives. In addition to reading the Word of God and taking those principles away, I also encourage people to read biblically based books. On relationships, that's one of the places that I was able to gain a lot of information in regards to God's original design, where somebody has already done the work for us by going through the Bible, identifying the principles, and then relaying it in a book. There's no easier or faster consumption of finding exactly what you need than going directly there. Or you can use the concordance in your Bible for something specific that you want to learn in God's Word. So those would be my three suggestions.
0: Amen. Great. Yeah, thanks so much for for sharing those. So getting to getting into some ideas that men have put out there as far as dating. I know one of the first ones we are going to discuss is something that's been mentioned a while ago by I believe it was Steve Harvey. He introduced the 90 day rule. Where two people who are dating or sometimes talking, they go without sex for the first 90 days on in their relationship. Do you Have you heard of this? And is this um, something, I guess obviously as Christians, this isn't something that's biblically supported. But do you have an, a, an opinion on this?
2: I've definitely heard of the 90 day rule. <laughs> and... <laughs> i have opinions on the 90-day rule Uh and when it comes to the christian perspective of applying the 90-day rule there like you stated are flat out answers to that so first and foremost i would say that if you are a christian practicing the 90-day rule is not something that was meant for you to practice I think that this is something that is a worldly construct. Somebody who is living in the world system has devised a way of gaining control in a relationship. This is not something that anybody who says that they want to live their life in accordance to God's principles is interested in doing. It's not about playing chess or trying to manipulate another person to do what you want or to hold out to get something that you want. When we do things We're not trying to get something in return. God wants us to be cheerful givers. God wants us to be in a spirit of doing things that don't benefit ourselves as much as it benefits other people. So the 90-day rule to me is something that's extremely selfish from one regard or another. From the perspective of a woman holding out sex, she's doing it because she wants to gain control over a man. A man holding out for sex, well— Let's just be real. Ain't no man holding out no 90 days for sex. Like I've talked about on a previous episode on Right to Roll Love Radio, 90-day rule is a fool's errand for any woman that ever tries to apply it because she's a fool to think that a man is going to wait 90 days to have sex with her because that man is going to be having sex with other women. All she's doing is helping this man out because he's going to be getting it somewhere else, and she's going to think, oh, he's such a great guy. He waited 90 days. Yeah, he waited 90 days to have sex with you. But he was still getting it from somewhere else while you was sitting around doing whatever you were doing for those 90 days. So the world system is completely chaotic. It's not beneficial for anybody that's involved in these things. So I would say if a person wants to live their life in accordance to God's principles, then don't even get involved with doing the 90 day rule. It's not in alignment like you stated with biblical principle.
0: Yes, I definitely agree with that and the way i, I also see it is, you know when you start a new job they put you on trial for like the first 90 days and I, i'm not sure if that's where <laughs> but your got benefits it from. kick
2: in <laughs> right
0: exactly you get the benefits the 401k that's and, and where all that got stuff that from. so and as as christians you know our bodies we're not a, a business our bodies are temples of the holy spirit where it's not a job you know some man is trying to get our woman is trying to get benefits from and I think he does it because he thinks, okay, the guy waited this long, so now obviously he really wants to be with you. But the ninety day rule is no guarantee that your relationship is going to work out with that person just because you waited. And even when you have two Christians who are abstaining from sex, it doesn't; that, those things don't get, guarantee that you know your marriage is going to be perfect or your relationship is going to be perfect. Like there are many other things that go into creating a, a, a great relationship. So just Sex itself is not going to determine if your relationship is going to work. I don't think that should be your standard, having sex or not.
1: I want to also piggyback on that. I agree with both of you guys. The ninety-day rule. I think exactly. Don't even use it. Throw it out the window because I've noticed some <laughs> some males they don't because of who they've dated in the past or what they've gone through. It doesn't even go to a week or two weeks. And I think as women, we should set the standard of what we desire and the relationship that we're in. If someone's going to going to present that 90-day rule, 60-day rule, 30-day rule, two weeks, that should not be the person for you. You want a godly male. Um, another thing I've seen where people have, they have different definitions of what should be applied within the time frame of what sex is. So there's People, even Christians, male or female, try to tweak what can and can't be done. So as Jay's mentioned before, look at godly principles, the word of God, to give you some insight of how your courtship, your dating, or wherever you are in your walk um, should be. Because there's some men and women who are very tricky when it comes to that that rule and uh, applying what sex and sex is not.
2: Yeah, that's real.
0: So moving on to the next trend. It's called ghosting and this is something that I've kind of heard of and I know this probably applies more to women. And all of our, our definitions are coming from Urban Dictionary. So mm-hmm. if you want to uh, read more on those, you can check it out on Urban Dictionary. It says the act of suddenly ceasing all communication with someone the subject is dating but no longer wishes to date. This is done in hopes that the ghosty, I like how they use these terms ghosting, ghosting, ghost, the ghosty will just get the hint and leave the subject alone as opposed to the subject simply telling them he or she is no longer interested is this something you've heard of jay hopefully it hasn't happened to you
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny one thing i did want to point out before i get into that remember i was telling you before in the world system people experiment that definition is proof subject (laughs) (laughs) subject is exactly what you refer to when you are doing experiments so that that is just further proof (laughs) that experimentation is all that many people are doing in this world so Ghosting. Yeah, I've definitely have heard of this phrase and no, I've never been ghosted, but I have definitely um, I I usually refer to it as pulling a hollow man. Uh, That's kind of the term that I like. So, yeah, I've I've definitely done this before when I was younger and more immature. It is something that I am completely against doing. I think that it's not something that anybody should do if you are no longer interested in being in a relationship or dating somebody you should be man or woman enough to come out and tell that person that it's nothing wrong with telling somebody hey we are not gonna work or i don't think that this is something that we should pursue any further yeah it's gonna hurt their feelings but so be it that's a part of life I'd rather be honest and upfront with somebody and just let them know, hey, this isn't working, as opposed to just disappearing, allowing that person to call you and text you and just not respond or ignore or block them or whatever the case may be. So no, I think ghosting is something that should not be practiced.
1: I agree. Why do you think people do that ghosting?
2: Oh man, people ghost primarily because... One, like the definition stated, they're no longer interested in a person. So that plays a role in why some people will just ghost you because they don't care about you anymore anyway. So they don't care if your feelings are hurt. Honestly, to them, walking away is nothing. They never even take your consider- your feelings into consideration. In other cases, people ghost because they're afraid. They're afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. They're afraid of how that person may react. So they just they just leave the situation without a peep. And I think, honestly, I think that's it. I I think it's primarily fear or a lack of compassion for that person. I think those are the two primary reasons why a person will ghost is they're so selfish that they don't care about that person's feelings one way or regardless. They're just going to go do what they want to do. And then in other cases, a person is just a coward. They're afraid of facing that person and telling them the truth. So they just leave. Yeah.
1: So. Now, cuffing season this is a term I've seen floating around social media several times. Jay, what exactly is cuffing season? Can you tell us about that?
2: Cuffing season, from what I've heard <laughs> mm-hmm. is when people decide to um i guess pick a boo <laughs> for the <laughs> the the winter time, it's those situations where I guess when things get. The the weather is cold and people want to be kept warm. So instead of entering into an official relationship, instead of continuously hooking up with multiple different people, a person kind of finds a buddy that they are going to go through this season with. And that'll be the person that they primarily hook up with. For me, once again, it's not a real relationship at the furthest degree, I think it may become a situationship, but never a serious, committed relationship. And then at the very least, it's more likely just some friends with benefits or some hookup buddies.
0: Interesting. And yeah. In the Huffington Post, they actually published an article. They gave eight graphs to help people um, I guess Graph understand. Yeah, they're increments. they're graphs <laughs> to help people understand cuffing season, and they have like it has like a count. One of them has a calendar that shows you like cuffing season peaks in February and September when it's cold and people are starting to look for for booze or bays or whatever term you want to use. It, it was just funny. I think uh, cuffing season it kind of it gets you into mindset like this is going to be temporary, and we know that you know God desires us to be in. A relationship with someone for marriage to be together with that person forever. So when you're practicing that, you almost get the mindset, okay, it's okay for me to break up with this person. I know this person is just meeting my needs. I'm not caring about meeting their needs. I have this need; it's cold. I want to be with somebody. But you know, God's uh, perspective on on two people getting together is almost opposite of that. He, you know, brings us together for purpose to not just get our needs met but to meet their needs as well and to grow together in christ and in cuffing season i in my opinion doesn't promote any of that
1: no it doesn't sound like it i personally feel i think that people should establish friendships first if you see someone is going to go in that direction of this cuffing and they're not marriage-minded if that's your ultimate goal then I think you need to exit out of that. But I do see a lot of people that do get involved, as you said, Jay, situationships. I think maybe perhaps they don't want to be lonely and they're like, I'd rather have someone than no one. But it sounds as if this cuffing is going to be a dead end. I mean, what do you think?
2: Yeah, cuffing season is definitely a dead end. <laughs> definitely, because you have to always examine the, the why behind anything that we do. If somebody is just cuffing a person for a season, that's already an indication that this is temporary. You are not going to be around for a long time. It's essentially going back to another business example is when you hire seasonal help. Listen, Mm. it's Christmas time. (laughs) We need a little extra help. We are not promising you a full time position. We just need you to come through for these few months when we get this rush and then buy. Now, sometimes you may have things that are different that differ when it comes to a temporary agency where they may give you a temporary position with the hopes that, hey, it may lead to a full time position. But that's not cuffing season. Cuffing season is a seasonal job where you only got that job for a few months max.
1: How will someone know if they, I mean, a guy's not going to present that? Hey, I, I like you because just temporarily. And then after Valentine's Day, we're out. Like, how will you know or how do you prevent yourself from being placed in situations like that? Men don't typically present you as or make that statement that you're just temporary. At least I've not seen that. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, man, I I can tell you how people end up in situationships is because they don't communicate. They make assumptions. Mm. The easiest way to figure Mm. out whether or not you're entering into a cuffing season, you're entering into a situationship is to ask questions. Most people don't. Sadly, most people do not ask questions, and this is no, no shade at ladies, but ladies rarely will ask the right questions to men. They are sometimes just, like you stated, so interested in having someone in their lives that they never stop to question, why does this person want to be in your life? So if you never stop and ask a person, why do you want to be in my life? then you'll never know (laughs) it's one of those things where you're better off asking a person what their purpose for being in your life is and having them lie to you i would say that that's likely a better alternative than never asking the question because then at least it wasn't your fault the most thing that you can say is it was my fault for believing a lie but i genuinely thought that that person was somebody else but their character proved to be different Ultimately you have to ask the questions. You can't be afraid to ask somebody. Why do you want to be a part of my life? Why do you want to enter into a relationship with me? What is the purpose? And as I always say, if a person can't answer a simple question like that, then that's an indication that that is not somebody who you should allow to enter into your life, especially not to that degree where you're having sex with this person and doing things that are completely meant to be for an intimate marriage covenant. You shouldn't be doing those type of things. So ask questions. You can't be afraid to ask questions.
1: Absolutely. Which brings me to my next question. Shoot your shot. That's not a term I'm familiar with, but it says that to let go of your pride and pursue someone you're interested in, which also includes sliding into the DMs. Now I've heard of that, that sliding into the DMs. (laughs) What are your thoughts about that shoot your shot, Jay?
2: Like you, see, I've never heard people, like I think I may have like in earshot heard somebody say shoot your shot, but it's never something that I've ever used that term before. I'm more familiar like you with sliding into the DMs. (laughs) Now, based solely upon the definition that you just gave me, that's what we operating on. So if there's any additional things that come along with shooting your shot, I'm not aware of that. So I just want to say that I'm about to operate off of this definition that I was just given. So based upon that, I, with the exception of sliding into the DMS, I don't think there's anything wrong with shooting your shot when it has to do with letting go of your pride and pursuing someone that you're interested in that, That's pretty much what that's what relationships and friendships and courtship. That's what Mm -hmm. it's all about. At some point, you have to come to a position where you're like, I'm not going to let my pride, I'm not going to let fear or anything keep me from possibly connecting with somebody who I want to get to know. If I want to develop a friendship with a particular person, it takes me getting up, Talking to that person, introducing myself, getting to know them and seeing whether or not we can establish a friendship. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. I think that is you got to do that. I don't think a relationship is just going to form out of osmosis. At some point, (laughs) somebody is going to have to suck up their pride and pursue or go talk to somebody that they have an interest in. Now, sliding into the DMs, like I said, that is that's something (laughs) completely different. I'm not a fan of sliding up into the DMs, but Mm -hmm. like with everything, there has to be motives for that. I know that's a term that is often associated with somebody trying to slide in your DMs because they want to do something sexual or they want to do something intimate with the individual. So if that's the case, then I feel like if you're shooting your shot by, hey, I'm about to just swallow my pride, slide on them, them DMs and see if this girl will open up and allow me hit, then I don't agree with that whatsoever. I and- agree with—oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. I apologize. Go ahead.
2: No, nah, I was just going to say I don't agree with sliding into the DMs or shooting a shot solely for the purpose of having sex with a person. If you are, quote unquote, shooting your shot because you have a a true, genuine interest in establishing a friendship or getting to know a young lady or getting to know a guy, then that is what I say there's nothing wrong with doing that.
1: I just as you were talking, DM, I was just thinking, what if someone does not know what DM is? I just want to clarify. I believe in clarity, direct messaging. Correct. Right.
2: Yes. On Twitter. And I think Instagram has it now, too. Right.
1: Okay, yes, I believe so. Just yes. in case someone's like, "What is a DM?" I just want <laughs> listeners to make sure they know yes. what we're talking about.
2: <laughs> Most definitely. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's really, are you and you call it out the motive of why they're doing it. I, yeah, I think that's more if not, you know, more important than like just doing uh signing to you, the DMs, yeah.
2: You know what? It, it just hit me and I this had to be the Holy Spirit. So, I'm about to I'm about to backtrack a little bit. I ju- it just it just hit me why they call this shooting your shot. The reason a person is shooting a shot is because they want to score. So that already lets us know that this has to do with a person getting their pride out of the way so that they could pursue somebody solely for sex. And wow. that is not something that I'm in agreement with. No, don't shoot your shot so that you can score. No, that's not good.
1: So shooting your shot is I'm going to approach this individual solely for sex, not because yes. I want to get yes. to know
2: them. Yep. Okay. because the Holy Spirit just dropped into me. Why would you shoot a shot, Jay? Oh, because I'm trying to score a bat? Score, score! I'm trying to mm-hmm. score a basket. That's right. And in this mm-hmm. case, this person is trying to score. We know score is a slang term for having sex or hooking up with somebody. So, no, it's not good to shoot your shot. Christians, don't shoot your shot.
0: All right. So that's a no. So we're not. And i do like i understand what you were saying before when it's it's a non not getting just the not sliding to the dms just for i guess sexual reasons mm-hmm. but as as you're like you said putting yourself out there that's mm-hmm. we know um that's a part men, of life yeah men and <laughs> trying to initiate something i know most men sometimes they have a, a fear of rejection and just building up that courage to go just talk to a woman it can be kind of kind of scary for them. So we definitely would encourage, I guess men to pursue women, but just not for um sexual purposes alone, you know. We we know that you know men ideally men would initiate the relationship and women their job usually is to respond. So we definitely encourage men to pursue women just like we said not for only the the reasons for for six so so i want to go ahead oh go ahead go go, go ahead
1: ahead. you're absolutely right like he findeth a wife findeth a good thing the man is to pursue and i've seen where in the church a lot of women sit back and they're like i'm just going to wait for the someone's going to come to my door i want to say piggyback on something uh, jay said earlier if someone's interested i don't think anything's wrong with just saying hi if the woman sees a guy at church or at a function Saying a hello, I don't automatically think that's the woman in pursuit. I've seen in the church where people think that. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, that's a really great question. I'm in complete agreement with you. I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with a woman expressing an interest in a guy. However, there's always a right and a wrong way to go about that. So it has to be done in a respectful manner. It shouldn't be something that is suggesting more than that. For example... Flirting with the sense of trying to lure a man in for sexual reasons once again. But if it's a genuine interest, like, hey, you're attracted to this guy, you want to get to know him, saying hi, smiling, smiling, smiling <laughs> is definitely important. <laughs> I say that because some people don't realize that oftentimes it's the the face that they have that keeps people from greeting them. Sometimes wow. we're not aware that we got that mean mug on our face. So smiling is important you know, acknowledging their presence, speaking, if you know their name, everybody knows the most, the, everything that, the most favorite thing that everybody loves hearing is their own name. So if you know that person's name, say hi, say their name. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with a woman doing that. Not at all.
0: Yeah. I think, I think the issue can come from when women kind of start taking that next step and pursuing guys a little more, like even at first, I wasn't, I guess, okay with women expressing their interest, but now I see, like, as long as the man, like, say you a woman puts herself out there, and the man, like, then he has a decision to make. He says, "Okay, am I interested in this woman? Am I going to pursue her?" If he doesn't, if he makes up his mind and says no, then that kind of puts a woman in an awkward space because, like I said before, the woman is usually the responsive person. So when a man says no, it kind of kinda of puts a woman at a at a weird spot like she doesn't really know where to go from there. Rejection for us is a little different than rejection rejection for men. So for a man, like they we pursue like rejections is is it's gonna happen sometimes for, for men. But yeah. it's just you have to be careful as a as a woman how you how you put yourself out there. You don't wanna come off too strong. You don't wanna, you know, scare yeah. the guy away. Um, and I'm learning like, it's okay to kind of put yourself out there. Like you said, um, for a woman, smile, uh, be friendly, use the guy's name, but let him initiate the dates, let him initiate and leading the relationship. That's what I'm starting to learn.
1: Absolutely. I agree. Like if. A woman is listening and is interested in someone at church just say hi hey chris how are you doing good seeing you up you know at whatever concert and perhaps the male may be interested and may take it from there i think to the setup for a relationship the woman should not say hey i want to be in a relationship with you let's make it happen i agree with you brie and jay that the man is the one that will be leading that if he wants the that to happen. He'll make steps towards that. And I agree with you 100%. I've seen this so many times where a lot of women are wanting to be in a relationship and they're kind of hungry for that. And they're trying to make moves and force it to happen. No, fall back. Just let it be known you're interested. I think you're attractive or whatever the situation is. I like seeing you and let the man do the pursuit. The pursuit is, hey, let's go out for coffee or whatever keyword where he wants to take you and let it go from there. Those are my thoughts.
0: Exactly. So moving on to our next trend is one that has become, I guess, a viral uh, phenomenon. I guess that's the word you could use. Netflix and chill. When you are inviting someone over to watch movies, streaming movies on Netflix, uh, TV series, and. just chilling out with that person at at your at your place wherever you live. Hopefully it's not with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> that could kind of mess up <laughs> your your plans there. Especially if you're trying to, as we said, shoot your shot and score.
2: I love the way you put that together. <laughs> We're not doing that.
0: <laughs> so, um, do you have any thoughts on uh, Netflix and chill?
2: Oh Jay? man, Netflix and chill yeah see Netflix and chill used to be like my go to before it would it was even a thing like Netflix and chill is definitely one of those things that, having changed the way I live my life, it is definitely one of those things you have to be extremely mindful of, especially in my case because that was always something that just came natural for me, but I'm learning that it's very important to be uh you got to be careful of putting yourself in situations such as netflix and and chilling and i'm actually i'm actually of the belief now that it's better off to to not do that because that can often lead to you doing some things that honestly you shouldn't be doing especially if you want to live your life in according to god's will and his principles
0: oh yeah i think netflix and chill does not provide the accountability that's needed in uh, hopefully, you're trying to have a, a Christian relationship, and you're once you you know you're in the dark with that person, you're just setting yourself up for yes. temptation. <laughs> you're inviting it in. Versus, you know, there's I think in First Thessalonians chapter five it says abstain from the appearance of evil. So even if you are able to fight off that temptation, when your friends hear about oh, Chris came over. And we watch movies, people are like, oh yeah, we know, we know what that means. We know what that, they're going (laughs) to give you a little wink, like, yeah, yeah, we know. We're supposed to abstain from even the appearance of it. So I think it's just, it just sets you up to, uh, for temptation. And it's, it's probably, even if you can abstain, even your thoughts, even if you don't engage in an act of sex, your thoughts are probably going to wander off towards it. And it's just, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I agree. I also think, and I want to see your thoughts, you guys. Uh, If you don't feel that you're strong enough to do the Netflix and chill with the person, let them know. You could say, hey, my attraction to you is pretty strong. I don't think it's a good idea for you to come over and for us to Netflix and chill or watch movies. How about we just go out in public or, you know, invite Brie over or whatever the situation is. What are your thoughts about that?
2: I think that's a good idea. I think that if a person... Knows that that's a trigger for them, then they need to make that known to the other person so that that person doesn't enter into a situation that will put them both at risk of doing things that they shouldn't be doing. So I think that's a really great idea. And if you want to go see a movie, go to the theater. You don't have mm-hmm. to go in Netflix and chill. Save that for when you are in a marriage, I suppose. Amen. <laughs>
0: Amen. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I wonder who was that like that first guy was like, hey, I don't need to take you out. Let's just come. You can just come over here and we can watch this movie and chill. I don't need to spend all this money to to date you. I wonder if that's I wonder if that's how it started. I'm just just curious. But (laughs) as we said before, that's something we should not be doing in the first place. So are there any other trends that you've seen that you want to mention
2: Nah, man. I think we covered some of the ones that are most popular and even a few that I wasn't even aware of. So, nah, man. I think we covered some of the dating trends that are happening out here. Obviously, we have in we live in a society where things are constantly evolving and changing like we talked about previously. So, I'm sure that there will be new trends popping up all of the time. And I try my best to um not necessarily stay... to date with them but because i'm not often practicing those trends but i think it is good to discuss them like we have today
0: yeah especially for people who might not be aware of these um, kingdom principles or what god's word says about um about relationships as they're developing in their walk with god they're going to see how you know those principles apply to every aspect every area of their lives and and course, um, it includes relationships. So as they hear about these things, they might be might be someone who's um, introduced to popular culture, and they feel pressured to go under these trends. But I like, guess they listen to you know podcasts like these, and uh, especially your podcast, Jr. Start reading um, more edifying materials. They see, oh, okay, this isn't this isn't the way to go. I think every Christian has that I guess turning point in their life. And I guess it happens for different areas of their life where they say, okay, this is not where I should be. And we see, like, I need to start growing in this area or I need to start doing things differently. So I think it's good to call those things out and to show how they're not aligned with um, biblical biblical values and how we should go about, as Christians, um, living and having relationships.
2: Good point.
1: I have a question for you, Jay. I just thought of. For listeners that are listening that may not, in fact, be in a relationship, they are not seeing someone, they've been single for a while, whether male or female, and I've seen this in the church a lot, where they get very discouraged, disgruntled, they're like, well, just forget it. And there are a lot of single Christians out there. And with Valentine's Day coming up, how would you encourage our you know, brothers and sisters, our listeners out there that have been single for a while and do have a desire to meet someone, whether they are male or female? What steps can they take? What encouragement? I've seen so many people that are getting like depressed about this. What would you say to them?
2: That is so tough because the question then, I say it's tough because I would have to ask them a question, whether they will want me to provide them with a temporary fix or a permanent fix. And most people just want a temporary fix. They just want to be able to feel good. And for those people, my encouragement would be if you want a temporary fix, then go out and interact with other people go to singles events go to places where you can interact and possibly have the chance of meeting somebody (coughs) if they have events going on at your church go and attend those events if there are concerts or spoken word or different christian conferences that you can attend go and attend those conferences because standing in the house isn't going to bring anybody across your path so that's the temporary fix if you want to kind of get a quick fix and get around other people and feel happy for a little bit, then that'll probably suffice. If you want a permanent fix, it really stems from self-discovery. Oftentimes, people are plagued by not being in a relationship for an extended period of time because they have never truly discovered who they are. They are not truly single individuals. And as a result, there is a void that they view in their life for a relationship with somebody and that is a true indication of a person who isn't truly single because a truly single person doesn't need to be in a relationship or need to have a romantic relationship in order for them to get fulfillment out of life. Holidays like Valentine's Day and Sweetie's Day and Christmas and all of those type of things, they don't feel sad around those days. They're full. They're whole. They're complete. They they don't care about it. Those holidays and whether or not they got a boo or a bae by their side, it doesn't matter to them because they're already full. They're already fulfilled. God is the one who fulfills them. So self-discovery for anybody who wants a permanent fix is the course to take. Figure out who you are. Make the necessary steps to develop into a truly single person so that you can eliminate all the voids in your life, including that longing for a relationship. And that will permanently fix the problem.
1: Amen. Praise God. Wow, Jay. I mean, I'm blown away. You are just filled with God's wisdom. I mean, I think that's so awesome. Excellent advice. Yeah, that's
2: all him. That's not me. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Praise be to God. That is so awesome. What are some of your top resources for relationships? Like what are your go-to when you, I know the word of God, the Bible, definitely. Are there any other uh, books or podcasts or anything that you go to when you're looking for advice?
2: Oh yeah, most definitely. So for me, I would say the two top resources that I have began to use and consistently use to learn about relationships is books and teachings. Like you said, the Bible is always going to be a staple. In addition to that, I read tons of biblically-based relationship books. Uh, I have made it a goal of mine to read at the very minimum three books a month and one of those books every month has to be a relationship-based book because that is what my calling and my purpose is in align with so i always have to be feeding myself information that is based upon how to develop healthy relationships and one way that i do that is consistently consuming books that are teaching me the right principles about relationships. In addition to that, is teachings. I, I watch tons of teachings by Dr. Miles Monroe about singleness, about relationships, about marriage, and those have taught me so many things that I never knew. So, in regards to books, one of the books that anybody who's been listening to Rights Real Love Radio long enough has probably heard me mention before is a book entitled Waiting and Dating. I think that that is a must read for any person who wants to live their life in accordance to God's principles and also wants to understand how to function in relationships the right way and also function as a single person until you are able to enter into that relationship.
0: Amen. Oh, wow. That's great because I know some people, once they become, I guess you could say experts in certain areas, they might feel like, okay, I got it. I don't need to add more to my i guess repertoire of of knowledge like that's great that you're focusing on continuous learning and finding more um, resources in that area so that's that's awesome
2: yeah because i am not an expert i tell people all the time like i've gone on podcasts and they're like uh you're a relationship expert or a dating expert i'm like nah um don't don't call me that because i'm not i am a student i'm a disciple of god's principles and especially when it comes to relationships. So I'm always going to be learning. He is the master teacher. I am not an expert. Wow. <laughs> <That'll be
1: laughs> way. That is awesome. Praise God. Don't have me shouting
2: here. <laughs> You're so silly. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: I love it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Say that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So one of the questions we like to ask our guests is um, what is their favorite Bible verse? Is there a particular Bible verse that you I guess have memorized and it helps you in life that this year go to?
2: Oh, yes, most definitely. That has to be Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. To me, that's the scripture that started me on this journey. If it wasn't for me discovering God's kingdom, understanding the importance of seeking him first, living a righteous life in regards to being in alignment with his principles, then nothing that I do would be what it is today. I probably wouldn't even be doing what I'm doing today. So yeah, that is by far my favorite verse. And it's the scripture that is the guiding point for my life.
0: Amen. It's a great scripture. So do you have any questions for us?
2: Oh, man, you guys have asked so many great questions. Uh, let's see. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. I get the chance to ask <laughs> you guys some questions. So I'm curious, of those dating trends that we talked about, have you guys participated in any of those? And if so, which ones have you participated in? And if you no longer participate in them, what led you to say, I'm done with that? Excellent question.
0: Marie, do you want to go? Or okay. you want to go first? I'm, I'm thinking so... I would say the ones that I've participated in probably ghosting. I don't think I've done the cuffing season. And let's see, I guess in a relationship, I have done the next Netflix and chill. I think with ghosting. like you said, women kind of tend to do that in sometimes you meet a guy and and usually if, if you see a, for me, like if I see an obvious red flag, I've like, if guy starts talking about sex or, um, that's in his way too, too soon in a relationship or he starts saying some things that are just obvious red flags, it kind of turns, you know, it kind of, I mean, it can really turn you off you don't want to, you're like, okay, obviously I'm, I can't. Keep going in this relationship with this person, so you sometimes um, do kind of just uh, block them, or uh, you can't uh, keep talking to them. So uh, yeah, I, I honestly, yeah, I've done that before. And let's see, Netflix and chill. I know I mentioned that one. Yeah, when you're, and when you are and that's when I was in when I was in college, just being a broke college student and you can't like go to the movies all the time and you meet a guy who's like just come over and we'll watch a movie and stuff and yeah, it's easy to fall into into those uh those I won't say traps, but just those cycles of just kinda getting together and and not you know going out cuz i mean when like especially if you're on a budget or something like that it kind of seems the easier thing to do is something that's easy to to fall into and i think what helped me stop doing those things like, um especially as i developed like you know my walk with christ and like just learning what dating means and well not even just dating but as christians we we aim to to court and courting is very different from dating and in courting, you have accountability. You have um, just different standards that you're trying to meet. Dating is kind of more so for a season. Like I think cuffing season really highlights that because you 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 have an idea of just getting your needs met and your you know you might even be dating multiple people at one time. And courtship really encourages you to have one person that you're pursuing marriage. Or at least trying to get to marriage with with that person, and it, it allows you to have accountability in that relationship, and that's something you definitely don't get with Netflix and chill, or even if you thinking about ghosting somebody, you might go to your uh, whoever your accountability partner is, say, hey, I'm thinking about cutting this person off, like, or cutting this person out of my life, and they might say, okay, maybe you need to give them feedback, or maybe you need to just remember that that person is your brother or sister in Christ, and they. They might potentially be someone else's spouse one day, so you might want to give them some feedback or just get some closure from that relationship, because you don't know how cutting them off is going to affect them mentally. They might be, they might turn around to be meaner to the next person or treat. They might have hurt and get into another relationship, and their hurt gets transferred into um, the other person. So, it the accountability is going to help you rethink your actions in that situation. And, you know, Netflix and chill, they're definitely going to shut, your account, accountability partner is definitely going to shut that down. Because, you know, we know, as we said before, that's not um, something that you want to do. Because it's going to definitely put you at risk of you know, falling into sin with that person, getting temptation. Even if you, you guys don't have sex, you're probably at least going to think about it. And we know, scripture says, if you look at a person, you know, the wrong way, that's still lust, it's still sin. So, that's definitely... Um, some things have helped me just seeing it more so from the courting side than just um, seeking to date and have my needs met what about you
1: (laughs) for me i can answer um definitely netflix and chill yes and as i've gotten wiser and older in life i've realized that hey if there's too much chemistry between us Definitely do not come over and I won't come over and I've had to tell someone that and if they respect you enough, they will honor that. That's one thing I've learned. If not, I've seen some people they're like, well, that's just too tough for me. And I'll just say, okay, be, you're not for me. Let's, well, in this, this is not going anywhere because I have to honor my body. I have to honor my mind and I have to honor my Lord first and foremost. And if there's just way too much chemistry there, we're not going to do that. Um I was thinking of something. The ghosting. I have been the recipient of being ghosted, and I have ghosted someone. I'm very frank. I'm one of those women. I will ask you questions. If you're interested or not? Let me know, because I'll just exit. I'm not. I'm not going to twiddle my thumbs and wonder and think. So um, it's funny that you all of us are talking about the whole ghosting thing because just recently someone was kind of pursuing me this week, and I just ignored them. But after speaking to you guys, I will explain to that individual why this is not going to go anywhere. I think that is the right thing to do. So I'm glad that we spoke about this because I don't want to ghost anyone or make anyone feel bad. I think as I've gotten wiser and older, the importance of knowing what your common core values are. A lot of times people start, they want to be in a relationship. They see someone that looks good. You look good. You have a job. They have a job. Let's link up. No, know what your own common core values are. Know where your walk is with the Lord. If you see that's not going to pan out, And I've been in situations like that. Don't even try. That's what I I personally feel. I've recently been in situations like that. And no, don't. God has the right one for you. Continue to stay in his word. Like Jay said earlier, self-discovery, so important. Because if you don't know who you are, what you like, the gifts that God's placed in you, you'll take anyone at random out of desperation. Learn to love yourself. Learn to spend time with the Lord and You'll know who was right and who you should not even entertain. And that comes in time. I know that kind of like deviates from the trends, but that was just in my heart. Shoot your shot. No, I've never really. I don't go in the mindset of saying hi to someone with the intention of anything intimate. That's not even in my mind. I have let someone know, hey, I think you're handsome, whatever. From that, you do what you want. If I don't see you pursuing, that tells me you're not interested.
0: So those are my thoughts.
2: Yeah, Yo, that's real, man. I appreciate you for sharing that. Thank you, ladies. Mm
0: -hmm. No problem. Thanks. Thanks for the question. Um, Do you have any other questions?
2: No, that's it. All
0: right. So if people want to connect with you and listen to your awesome, awesome podcast, and I definitely (laughs) uh, 100% recommend it for anyone Who wants to grow in relationships? And and I know you also cover topics. I mean, not even just relationships, but just uh, other uh, topics about being a Christian. Like we actually, I didn't even mention this. I was I had the opportunity to be on Jay's podcast, and we talked about the importance of the fruit of the spirit. So, just about every aspect of of Christian living, you can uh, find it on Jay's podcast. I think you have over six hundred episodes, right?
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's God. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: you, anything that's on your mind and even things you don't even think you want to know <laughs> is out there on, on Jay's podcast. So if, if someone's interested in um, checking it out or um, following you on social media, how would they go about doing that?
2: Most definitely. So you can find everything on the website including the podcast episodes and the links to the social media over at right to And for anybody who listens to podcasts, you can find it on iTunes. If you have an Apple device or you can find it over on stitcher radio, just search for right to real love radio. All right. Um,
0: again, thanks so much for joining us today. Um, I I'm not sure. Do you have anything else? See, no, I am just so thoroughly impressed to see how
1: God is using Jay. I pray that everything you touch prospers. May you go and grow in 2017 and wherever God is taking you. Um, this is just phenomenal how you just you just open your spirit to Holy Spirit and allow him to use you. And um, I, I bless you. God bless you, man. I mean, thank you for coming on. And I'm just blown away. God bless you. Thank you again.
2: Wow, you ladies are too much. I really appreciate you providing me with the opportunity to come on and speak to both of you as well as your community. And I hope and pray that some of the things that we shared today were helpful to the people who are listening. I thank God for leading, guiding and directing each of our speech and things that we shared today and just allowing it to be edifying to those who are listening in. I'm so grateful for your prayers and your encouragement, and I pray that God continues to bless you and what you guys are doing here with the Go and Grow Show. I know that it's going to be helping the right people. So just stay the course and continue to follow God's lead.
1: Thanks, God. Thank you so much, Jay. Yes,
2: thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> follow us on social media. Check out our website at www.goinggrowshow.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our handle is Show. Please don't forget to leave us an iTunes review. And remember, share the fun and share our episodes with family, friends, co-workers, or anyone that wants to be encouraged.